The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me G'day, good afternoon and welcome to Sports Day with Paul Heath for this Tuesday afternoon. Thank you so much for the company and thank you so much to Hayes and Marto for the lead in. It's always nice to sit in a warm chair after those fellas have finished and you can catch them again tomorrow. Same time, same place, but Sports Day is here thanks to Kia. The Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers this Tuesday afternoon on Sports Day. Get involved on the temperate bedshed text 0487 736 736 or you can call in on 13 12 55 if you have any uh, suggestions for the best 22 of 2023. We, of course, have our full forward. And also our centre half forward selected and hoping today to uh, finish off our, uh, our back line. Our, sorry, our, um, not the skeleton, the the, uh, the spine of the team. That's the word I was looking for. You can tell I'm not a doctor. Thank you, Jimmy. I needed a bit of help there. So we're looking to solidify our spine today of our best 22 of 2023 and we've got some very good additions to get in there as well as uh, some suggestions that we had yesterday and uh, keep them coming today as well on 0487 736 736 but the good oil for Cobram Estate premium Australian extra virgin olive oil it's got to be that the West Coast Eagles are searching for a new list manager after Rowan O'Brien stepped down this afternoon. So O'Brien, he's been at the Eagles for 33 years, started back in the 1990s, is a life member at the Eagles and present for all four of the West Coast Eagles premierships. But in announcing his decision, O'Brien pointed to the significant transition the Eagles are currently going through as signifying the right time for him to step down. And so he's been painted by the club as uh, one of the most dedicated and committed stalwarts responsible for recruiting some of the best talent the club has seen today. Uh, 33 years as the national recruiting manager, currently serving as the list manager. He's an astute judge of emerging talent and uh, yeah, starting with the Eagles in 1990 and he's been integral in each of the club's premierships as well. Afforded life membership in 2017, O'Brien felt it was right for the time to move on. So tributes being paid to him and also uh, the men that he has brought in to the club and the uh, impact he's left on it there as well. That's, that's, that is thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Now, before we get to our whip around, we just have to play the Mitch Johnson comments in full, uh, him responding to George Bailey and also a bit more to Dave Warner because we went through it in its full entirety yesterday. So we have to hear the reply to start off Sports Day today. Well, from the message I got in, in April after the – I think it was around the time of, yeah, um, Candace had said a few – said her a bit about not um, – on the back page about not being open as – good enough to take the position. So that was probably 
when I responded to that and then I got a message from Dave which was quite um, personal um, and, and I tried to ring him to, to try and talk to him about it um, which I've always been open. I know I've been open to the guys. When I finished playing, I said, if I'm in the media and I'm writing things or saying things that you don't like, just come and speak to me. Like it's it's never – it was never a personal thing then until probably this point. This is this is probably what drove me to writing the article as well, part of it. It's definitely a factor for sure. So th- some of the stuff that was said in that, I, w- I won't say it because I think that's up to Dave to say if he wants to if he wants to talk about it. There was some stuff in there that was was extremely um, disappointing what he said and, and pretty pretty bad to be honest. Um, so um, yeah, so that's that sort of was a bit of a driver. Um, and again a bit with, with George as well. Um, you know, Ed sent me a message after the Lance Morris uh, article I wrote and it was just a little bit condescending and um, you know, when you receive it at all hours of the morning, it was pretty disappointing. Another question doing the rounds is, is Mitchell Johnson just angry? Uh, is he, uh, I mean, is he, I think I saw a tweet from someone prominent uh, who said, oh, is the old man yelling at the clouds angry, uh, that kind of, that level of angry. So are you angry? I mean, I speak to you every week. You don't come across as being angry, but after reading this, a lot of people uh, have already started saying that he's just angry and he's bitter about something and that's where this comes from i'm okay that's another thing that makes sure everyone knows that i'm okay i'm actually in a good headspace and which is actually that's another another point which is really disappointing to ask if i'm okay because i've had mental health issues it's pretty much downplaying my article and putting it on mental health which is quite disgusting i think but yeah look I, i'm i'm fine i'm not angry i'm not jealous um i'm just writing a piece that i felt was well, for me, that I felt like I needed to write. And like I said, yeah, there was that little personal aspect to it. But I think mostly I've tried to, like I said, tried to write things in a way that is backed up with something. And like I said, performances and et cetera, and and trying to question why, you know, players are being picked um, when you hear about players should be picked on form and, you know, he's not being picked. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see why there's an issue with asking questions like that. And it's, I just, yeah, I find it quite strange um, that you're not allowed to ask those questions. Mitchell Johnson replying to some of the outrage from his article in the Sunday Times on Sunday, funnily enough, and uh, some of the reaction to that from George Bailey and others around the place. So he seems pretty happy with uh, his position and where he is coming from in it. So interested in your thoughts, opinions, um, and, you know, if you've had enough of it perhaps uh, so far, the, uh, you know, the ex-players getting involved with uh, the current setup um, in a way that's not, yeah, the, some criticism is valid. Um, I'm not giving my opinion necessarily on the criticism from Mitchell Johnson. I think uh, some of it is valid, but just in the way of uh, being the middleman, I guess in in a way. Uh, yeah, have you found the uh, you know it to be valid, or are you thinking yeah, it is that just ex player ripping into a current setup sort of mentality? But keen to hear your thoughts this afternoon on Sports Day on that temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or you can give us a call this afternoon 13 12 
55. That's all thanks to Bedshed, the experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And uh, let's do a bit of a whip around this Tuesday. Usually you save, you know, whip arounds for Wednesday and stuff like that. But today we are going to do a whip around on a Tuesday on Sports Day, but um, to start off, we'll start close to home right here in WA as uh, Dom Sheed, it's been found out, he's got a hot spot on his foot and uh, it's going to see him put into a modified training program. So it was revealed today in a small press release, only elaborating that Sheed will be on a modified load in pre-season with further assessment required. That comes after the 28-year-old midfielder was spotted wearing a moon boot during a school clinic on Tuesday. It's another blow for Sheed. He was limited to just one AFL appearance in 2022, 15 in 2023 after battling an array of injuries. So the Eagles have also revealed that developing tall Archer Reed is battling a knee issue and he will be placed on a limited program as well. To South Australia, g'day to any Crow Eaters tuning in. I hope you're going well this Tuesday afternoon. And former NBL champion Damon Lowry has launched a scathing assessment of the Adelaide 36ers, attacking the attitude, the pride and the ticker of the club following its pair of round nine defeats to New Zealand as Tas- and Tasmania. 36ers posted just 59 points in their Saturday night defeat to the Jack Jumpers. They're on the wrong side of a league largest 35-point margin in the defeat. Their score was just two points better than Adelaide's all-time worst game and equaled its lowest score of the 40th minute of the 40-minute error. So some pretty damning statistics and uh, of the performance, and you can see why the uh, criticism is on its way in. It's the first time Adelaide had scored fewer than 60 points in a game in a decade. We heard DJ Vasilic and also CJ Bruton lamenting a difficult travel schedule as a reason for Saturday's insipid performance. But Lowry, he's having none of it. He was on NBL now and he said, I couldn't believe what I was actually hearing. I couldn't believe two guys with a combined eight championships were going to a press conference after getting their you-know-what's handed to them and saying something like that and having a go at the NBL schedule. The NBL is not your fight and the fight was with the Tasmanian jack jumpers. That's who your fight was with and you wanted no part of it. You didn't want a part of that fight before you even got there. I heard moanings and grumblings before the weekend even started. So he has gone completely scorched earth on the 36ers, Damon Lowry. He also reflected on some of the tougher road trips that he had in his career on Twitter. He cited the Tasmanian SEABL triple header where he faced three games in three days in three cities. So asking them once again to maybe step it up a little bit, but it is that sort of... uh, Former player looking back on the current players is just that little bit soft or uh, needing to toughen up a little bit. So Damon Lowry has uh, gone bang on the Adelaide 36ers to New South Wales and to uh, g'day to any New South Welshman tuning in as well. Panthers power brokers, they're reportedly willing to increase the length of their offer to Jerome Luai amid a three-club race for his signature. The Sydney Morning Herald uh, reported that Penrith bosses will add a third year to his two-year $850,000 offer, which will see him come off contract the same year as Nathan Cleary. The uh, Penrith Chief Executive of Rugby League, Matt Cameron, explained that the club were happy to give Luai uh, however long he needs to make his decision. And reports previously previously suggested that Luai would be making a decision on his future before he arrived back at pre-season training on Friday. But Cameron has denied that that 
will be the case. So that's uh, all the goings on in New South Wales as the Panthers look to keep their three-peat side together. It has always been Luai that seems to be the one that could shake loose from the Panthers, but it's a bit of a watch for now on uh, the team and if they can bring everyone back to Victoria. The talks about an AFL Indigenous All-Star game next year have hit a bit of a roadblock. AFL officials were keen to explore the possibility of an Indigenous representative game featuring players from all clubs in February as part of the pre-season program. Talent diversity boss Paul Vandenberg canvassed clubs on the concept before a meeting of club football operations chiefs last week, but the project has been put on on the back burner for 2024 amid concerns there was not enough time to coordinate it for February. When asked for feedback of, on the game, footy, gen, uh, footy general managers told league officials it was likely too late to proceed. It means the game could let the it could get the green light in 2025 as there's strong support broadly for the concept. A game between Indigenous and potentially players from multicultural backgrounds would showcase the diversity in football. So that's another wait and see in the AFL, which is disappointing because I think all of us uh, as football supporters want more representative football. So it would have been great to see something like that and to put it on a decent stage as well, but it's not to be in the upcoming season. And finally to Queensland and Queensland cricket has come out against a proposal that would see the body and several other sporting organizations foot a $90 million bill for a temporary stadium while the Gabba is upgraded for the 2032 Olympic Games. So organisers for the Games to be held in Brisbane are this week scrambling following the resignation of Brisbane's Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner from the Games Delivery Forum. He also withdrew support for the $2.7 billion rebuild of the Gabba that is to be the centrepiece of the Games. And veteran journalist Robert Craddock on Monday admitted he is concerned about the city's ability to host in 2032. Now, here's one that I didn't know. The Gabba's unavailable for five years from 2025 onwards. The Queensland State Government has detailed a plan to chip in around $46 million to upgrade Brisbane's showgrounds to a 20,000-seat stadium. Uh, there's a $91 million windfall that the State Government's hopes will be made up by various sporting bodies and the Brisbane Council. But Queensland Cricket says they cannot support that expectation. So... Yeah, a lot of work to be done there uh, to get the games up and about and also to see just how sport in Queensland is going to operate without the Gabba. That's the big uh, watch in that space there. But that's a quick little Tuesday whip around on Sports Day this Tuesday afternoon. Funnily enough, you're on Sports Day with Paul Heath. Get involved on the text line 0487 736 736 because after the upcoming break, we're going to get into our best 22 of 2023. We're going to yeah get that spine looking all schmick. We might even add a wing or two this afternoon. So that's something to look forward to. But get involved. 0487 736 736. It's Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, you can find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. We'll be right back just after this. Paul Heath with you this Tuesday afternoon on Sports Day on SENWA. Keep the text coming on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736. That's thanks to Bedshed, the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one 
one selling side by side brand. It's time for a quick sports news update. We saw the completion today of uh, the latest round of NFL fixtures, and it was a very good game as well this morning. The Bengals taking on the Jags. Uh, the well, the Bengals without their uh, main. Uh, a quarterback in Joe Burrow. He's uh, injured at the moment. And then the Jags had Trevor Lawrence out there for a bit. Then he got injured. So they had two backup quarterbacks going head to head and they went into overtime, deep into overtime as well. And it was the Bengals that got the win in the end, 34 to 31 over the Jags. A couple of other uh, performances across the round of action. The Packers upsetting the Chiefs. Jeez, it must be weird being a Packers fan at the moment. 27 to 19 over Kansas City. The Rams down the Browns 36 to 19 the 49ers probably the best team in it at the moment are they not after their uh, dismissal of the Philadelphia Eagles 42 to 19 and the Bucks with a win over the Panthers 21 to 18 little sports news update there for you on sports day thanks to Polaris Polaris's plate clearance deals are on now save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS plus get $1,000 free accessories but uh, before we get into our best 22 of 2023. I do have a little new seggy we want to try and run here. And only a fool would say that. Only a fool would say that. Now, why are we playing Steely Dan on Sports Day this afternoon? But it's a very good song by them. Only a fool would say that. And this guy's had a couple of cracks, but Muhammad Kaif has fired another jibe at the Australian team in the aftermath of India's T20 International Series win. And, I mean, they're still celebrating it now, I've heard. The streets over there are absolutely just bustling with people saying, how good is this? It's as good as a World Cup. No, it's not. It's not at all. But Kaif got into the headlines, if you remember, stating he couldn't cop India's loss uh, in the World Cup after they, you know, went through the whole thing undefeated until they met Australia in the final because they were the best team on paper. I can never accept that the best team won the World Cup. The Indian team is the best team on paper, he told Star Sports at the time. He doubled down the next day. He went to X or Twitter to post facts. It was Australia's day in the final. They won. They are the World Cup winners. More facts. India comprehensively won 10 games. They lost the 11th. They had the best bowlers and batters. They were the tournament's best team. Both facts on paper and on field. Relax, Australia. Well, we are relaxing, mate. We've got our feet up on the World Cup, which you also then had a problem with. So I don't know what's going on. But since then, both squads had that, uh, that, What I mean, would you even call it, you know, like a series? 4-1, the Indians won that uh, five-match T20 series. And he couldn't resist another little cheeky tweet, could he? So better talent, better skills. This time, the better team on field and on paper, 1-4-1, he posted on Monday morning to his 1.6 million followers. And they are all followers because, I mean, they're just following the words of a fool around a little bit, aren't they? So he, uh, Kaif was a part of India's 2003 World Cup side that lost to Australia in the final. He made zero off three balls in that game. It is important to note. Um, And Travis Head, by the way, the only player... Uh, who played in the World Cup final and featured in the final T20 International. So you can tell that it's the same guys out there basically doing the same amount of work. So he can you know, keep the, the same opinion, I guess, in, in his mind. But, I mean, just give it up, mate. You know, you lost. 
you lost the World Cup. It's okay. There'll be another one in a couple of years' time. You'll have another crack at it, and you'll probably lose to us again in in, in the final again. But this guy, Mohamed Kaif, like he's, his name's just been pushed too far to the front over and over again. And I know that I'm doing it as well by, you know, bringing it to you on Only a Fool Would Say That on Sports Day. But the same time, it just has to be brought out of the shadows and into the light on what a stinker of an opinion it was from him. But I'll tell you something that wasn't a stinker was this suggestion yesterday to join our best 22 of 2023. It was Cooper Connolly's effort in the Big Bash League 12 final. Comes in, bowls, Connolly hits it hard and high in the air. That's a mighty blow. That's six. Oh, where'd that come from? Cooper Connolly. I'll tell you where it came from, Pete, the middle of his bat. Basley bowls, Conley hits it. And if he's hit it for four, he has. Between mid-on and deep mid-wicket, four more to Cooper Conley. Of four balls, he's hit 13 runs. Five for 150. And Basley's about to bowl his final ball of his fourth over. And Conley's hit this hard and high. I don't think he's got the legs or has he? Yes, it is a six. A mighty blow by Cooper Conley. Bowling to Conley, who swings. It's very high. It could be caught. Coming under it is Brown. He's dropped it. And they've run two. Pressure mounting on the Brisbane Heat. Conley giving Brown a chance. He got under it, but couldn't clamp it. And they got two. Conley waits. And this one he does get another couple you think they've gone one and they'll come back for two a shy at the stumps but he's safe Cooper Conley sliding into the crease full toss again and that's the game the Scorchers have won their fifth BBL title and the great Pete Vlahos that you uh, would be familiar with on Sports Day WA calling at home the Perth Scorchers winning the BBL 12 title. But it was specifically Cooper Connolly's performance in that final, a great uh, nomination. And I certainly think he'll be pulling on a jumper in our best 22 of 2023. But keep them coming this afternoon on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 as uh, we bring you a couple more moments that are going to get into our best 22 for 2023. And uh, let's move it over to netball. I know it's been in the news for some of the uh, more poorer reasons, uh, literally and also metaphorically. But uh, this is one of the uh, higher moments of sport across the year as the Diamonds took out the Netball World Cup. They've won everything over the past year, the Constellation Cup, the Quad Series. So this is the one that they were really wanted. The Commonwealth Games as well as that I could go out there and win it for Australia. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to write our own script and we did, so it's, yeah, I just don't have any words. It took all 15 of us to come over here to win it and the girls that did it yesterday against Jamaica were incredible. Everyone that did it today is also incredible and, you know, props to England. They put up a really good fight and we always love coming up against them, but I don't think it'll sink in for a while. <laughs> That is Australia remaining the undisputed champions of world netball as they downed England 61 to 45 
in the final of the Netball World Cup in Cape Town to claim their 12th crown. The Diamonds' ninth consecutive appearance in a World Cup final, and it was England's first time contesting for the title. It seems like there's going to be a few uh, moments in our best 22 of 23 that have uh, England, unfortunately, going down on the other side of things. But uh, that's just the way the cookie can crumble at times. But uh, that's Cooper Connolly joining our best 22 of 23, as well as the Diamonds winning the World Cup. But there's just... Well, there was one moment yesterday I wish we had time to squeeze in and uh, we might get that away before the end of Sports Day today. But how can we not have a best 22 of 2023 without hearing from this man and the moment from the Cricket World Cup and just wondering, you can get out for that? I haven't done anything wrong. Uh, I have two minutes to get to the crease and get myself ready, which I did. And then it was an equipment malfunction. And I don't know where the common sense went, uh, because obviously it's obviously disgraceful from uh, Shakib and Bangladesh if they want to play cricket like that. Obviously, stoop down to that level. I think there's something wrong um, drastically. So it was just pure common sense. I'm not talking about um, uh, mancading or obstructing the field here. This is just pure common sense and bringing the game into, you know, disrepute. It's absolutely um, disgraceful. See, up to today, I had utmost respect to him and, uh, and Bangladesh team. Obviously, you know, you all play to win. And if it's within the rule, it's fine. But the rule clearly says, uh, in, my, in my incident today, within two minutes, I was there. We have video evidence. We will put out a statement later on. We have video evidence, footage, everything was looked. I'm not just, just coming and saying things here. I'm talking with proof. Here, I think in my, in my 15 years of career, I've never, seen, I've never seen a team going down to that level. That's Angelo Matthews, the Sri Lankan cricketer who made the unfortunate part of history, cricketing history, becoming the first player to be timed out at international level. He was coming into bat at four for 135 after 24.2 overs against Bangladesh. But as soon as he got out there, he tried to, you know, just fix the helmet, make sure it was straight and on and ready to go so he could blast his team to the next level. And the strap has busted. And due to that helmet issue, he was a bit too slow to take his crease. And as you can hear in that, he uh, had a bit of a word for uh, Hassan al Kashib uh, uh, and saying, basically, mate, I don't like that you <laughs> appealed for it, but he did, and he was then given out. So the 12th man tried to uh, get a new helmet. Time continued to tick by, and well over three minutes after the previous wicket, Matthews and the umpires were still in discussions, and not too long after that, he was removed from the ground. So the rule states, according to the MCC, rule 40.1.1, for those of you playing at home, after the fall of a wicket or the retirement of a batter, the incoming batter must, unless time has been called, be ready to receive the ball or for the other batter to, other batter to be ready to receive the next ball within three minutes of the dismissal or retirement. If this requirement is not met, 
the incoming batter will be out. And that's what happened to Angelo. He was out. So first one in international cricket. Six players are known to have been timed out in first-class cricket. Most recently, uh, it was a player from Zimbabwe in 27-2018. So, yeah, it doesn't happen too often. And, uh, yeah, some people got on board with uh, Shakib Al-Hassan saying it's a bit of a you know, disgrace to cricket um, to be you know, appealing something like that. But, I mean, you're at a World Cup. That's when performances are at their absolute ultimate. And you have to do what you have to do sometimes to get the win. And that's what they've definitely tried to do there. But poor Angelo uh, to be that part of history. It's a bit of a tough one to take. And uh, speaking of tough ones to take, this certainly wasn't. And uh, I know it's going to make about 50% of the listeners audience happy and about 50% of the listening audience a bit unhappy but here's another moment from 2023 which makes it into our best 22 of 2023 with pick one the west coast eagles select harley reed from the bendigo pioneers and the tongala football netball club harley uh, it's over now uh, fantastic to get to west coast and the year has been a big one, but now how's it feeling? It's finally come. Yeah, um, oh, the butterflies said a bit there when the when the when it started them, but um, yeah, it's just a big relief, and yeah, good luck to all the other boys um, out there tonight. So yeah, how did you handle the hype? I have to ask you because the noise and the media, and it was it was a circus at times. But from you personally, how did you handle it? Yeah, um, oh, I was. I was pretty laid back with it all, to be honest. Um, I was just super grateful for the people around me and all my friends and family in my local club I've got on me jumper here. So I was at my Bendigo Pioneer, so I'm super grateful to have them and they're all back home um, at the local club. Got a great set up there. So I appreciate all you guys and thanks for the support and I couldn't do it without you guys. So love you all. G'day West Coast Eagles fans, it's Harley Reid here. Um, super stoked to be on board with the West Coast Eagles. Um, I was super grateful and honoured to head over west and enjoy the, the perfect weather. Kicks ass and over here in Victoria, so keen to get across and get in with the West Coast players. Um, we've got a great young core group there and senior boys. We've got a lot of experience there, so can't wait to get over there and get stuck in. Yo! Yo! That's Harley Reid after he joined the West Coast Eagles with pick one in the draft uh, earlier. Well, not last month, actually, in November. We're already into December and on the home turn to Christmas. But that is a moment that certainly gets into our best 22 of 2023. If you've got a nomination, get them in on the temper at Bedshed. Text line 0487 736 736. You're with Paul Heath on Sports Day. And Sports Day is thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. AU. And coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit of basketball with Sports Day WA's basketball expert in Toby Cristani. Thanks for the company on Sports Day this afternoon. Norman Cowell joining us on the Temperate Bedshed text line. You can do the same, 0487 736 736, saying, G'day, Heater. If Angelo had just played the first ball from the spinner who was bowling, he could have sent for another helmet after that and could have taken as long as it took. That was the thing, Norm. He just wasn't thinking. Um, he, he could have done it in the cap. He didn't need the helmet on, to be quite fair. It wasn't like he was going to get a bumper or anything like that. But, yeah, just all thinking went out of the window a little bit on both sides of the field. But uh, it's great to have it in our best 22 of 2023. And speaking of uh, great to have it, join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. And we're going to go right inside last week's game and get a bit of a preview for this weekend as the Wildcats take their show on the road. We're joined right now by Toby Cristani, Sports Day WA's basketball expert. Welcome back to the show, Toby. 
Hey, Peter, how are you? Good. Oh, Peter. That's all right, mate. I get called Peter a lot of the time as well. <laughs> Sorry, I've got uh, plenty of stories from uh, people that have said, oh, I thought your name was Peter for years and years. So uh, don't worry about that one, mate. But uh, one thing I do want you to worry about, how good was that game on Friday night? I think the highest score this NBL season for the Perth Wildcats, 114 to 105. How did the Cats do it? And how did they do it against the Kings? Well, I've got a few stats here that I think these are probably the major players. So, Perth led the Steels 9-2. to two. Uh, Sydney had six more turnovers than Perth. And I think the big one there was the free throws. So, when you win a game by nine, the opposition misses 14 free throws. That's mm. definitely ideal. It felt like there was a lot more back-to-back misses as well, wasn't there? Um, I, I yeah, there really was. Yeah, I can think of three, at least, I think, from uh, the yeah, Kings definitely three. taking their shots. Um, so it was there, did the Wildcats rebound a little bit better? It felt like their rebound numbers were a bit better they, on average. Yeah, we did We did win the rebound battle. Um, yeah, I think it was only by about four or five rebounds, but a win is a win at this point, so we will <laughs> take that. Absolutely, mate. And uh, Bryce Cotton, 41 points. Uh, just yeah. so much flexing. Uh, just fantastic when he heated up. I mean, it, this is a pretty simple question, but how good is he? <laughs> he is just so good. Like the, the game is just so different when he's on. Can you think of... Um, can you think of like a better Bryce game that you've seen him play uh, or one as good as last Friday? I can't really. Um... What one that comes to mind was that there was a game where he had about thirty-five, and he actually had eleven rebounds, which is ridiculous from someone who's not even six foot. Six foot. Mm. Um, I went back to try to find the exact stats for it, but I couldn't find the game. But it probably, yeah, it's definitely up there. Forty-one points for Bryce, uh, and hopefully he can uh, continue on his way. Uh, but he had plenty of help across the game as well. Keanu Pinder has been fantastic all season, and another big game for him. How did you see his game on Friday? He only played the twenty-five minutes, which I feel is a bit a bit under for Keanu Pinder, but he still had eighteen and nine, which so he's just doing his job. He was very, very good despite limited minutes. And uh, also, Jesse Wagstaff, we've seen, you know, a bit of a, of course, the fan favourite, the skipper. But when he gets out there, it seems like the, you know, the hand is a little bit more steady. But another great game for him. He hit a couple of big shots and a couple of good defensive moves. But, uh, yeah, how about Jesse Wagstaff's game? Yeah, Jesse Wagstaff has been interesting this year. I feel he started off really cold, but now he's really heated up. He's just got that chemistry with Bryce. Like, they've just been in this team for ages and they know how each other wants to play. Um, he was out there for about 20 minutes on the weekend. And he, he didn't really have a great statistical game. It was just the 14 points and the four rebounds. But it's, it's what he does off the ball that, that really matters. Mm. And uh, Keanu as well, just going back to his stats, he had 18-9 and also five assists. So, you know, finding guys that are getting to the basket and also finishing off. So it's making Keanu's stats look all the more better. Yes, that's... Well, a big man that can get assists is, is very, very good in any league. Uh, so Alex Saar, another great game for him. Uh, we've seen that he's probably listed about in those potential drafts to be maybe the number two pick uh, in the upcoming one. He had 15 points, five rebounds. Uh, how did you see his game? Just 16 minutes of court time. It was only 16 minutes, but I felt like every time he was out there, like we knew he was out there. Mm. Like he was, he was very dominant for those for those 16 minutes. I feel. Mm. 
and yeah, doing some great work um, yeah. along the way as uh, Alex Saar. Uh, uh, Christian Doolittle, another good game from him. He really stuffs the stat sheet, doesn't he? Nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, and uh, very rarely gets off the court. Yeah, he played, I think he played about 37 minutes on the weekend, which is, so there's only 40 minutes in a game, mm. and he's played 37 of them, so clearly we love him. Um, <laughs> he just he just does everything. He does defense. He can he can hit big shots if needed, which we've seen before in that, that Brisbane game, for example. Um, he can rebound. He's, he's a very, very good role player, Christian Doodle. And is it, in your opinion, a little dangerous to rely on, you know, just a eight-player rotation this earlier in the season? I know it's getting results, um, but, yeah, in your basketballing opinion, uh, yeah, how do you feel about just having an eight-man roster or eight-man rotation that uh, John really is undertaking at the moment for the Wildcats? It is weird doing an eight-man rotation when we are in the home-and-away season. Obviously, when it gets to playoffs, every single rotation will get shortened. But during during the home-and-away season, it's odd. Like, players like Michael Harris didn't get any minutes where he usually has. Um, trying to think of who else. Webster didn't even play because mm. he was injured. But usually you get players like that who, who do get a few minutes every day, uh, every game. But, yeah, it's a bit odd uh, just playing the eight players during the home-and-away season. Jordan Usher and uh, Ty Webster are some of those guys that perhaps get, you know, the opinions of the Wildcats fans are going into some of the more negative areas, but they are doing their jobs at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Ty Webster fan. <laughs> he, just does, he just does enough of everything. Um, I yeah. feel like, though, sometimes, sometimes you just play, but... He just needs to he needs to play his role. He's just there for assists pretty much. Um just get points and rebounds when needed. But yeah. Feels like he's a good glue guy. Like he brings the vibe sort of yeah. thing. When he's there, everyone else yeah. seems to have a smile on his face. So there's there's way more that he can bring instead of just the you know, the points, rebounds and assist column, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like um that was one play a few a few weeks ago, it might even even been last week. Uh, he, he didn't even get the steal. I think he just knocked it out of bounds just to make sure a play ended and he ended up on the bench, like falling over onto the bench and the bench was up and about and he was up and about and it just, it really lifted the energy of our team. So what were you thinking when uh, Jonah Bolden pretty much couldn't miss a shot uh, for the Kings across uh, the opening half? <laughs> so Jonah Bolden coming off the bench as a big man, he's hit 10 threes in the first 11 games of, of the for this season. Yeah. And he comes out and hits seven from eight. It was unbelievable. Uh, ridiculous. And we just weren't guarding him either. Like, was... he, he didn't hit the rim at all. Like, every one of his shots was all net. Yeah. The only one that missed <laughs> didn't hit the rim. It was, a, it was an air ball. Okay. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, the Wildcats uh, go on the road this weekend versus Illawarra. Do you think they can make it seven wins in a row? They should do. Yeah. Um, Illawarra are bottom of the table. Mm. Uh, we are third at the moment, so you'd, you'd think it would happen. Mm. And uh, can you see, you know, a bit of a headline from the game or a bit of a, a scoreline, maybe what Bryce might drop uh, this weekend? I think we should win by a lot because mm. it is Illawarra. Mm. But for some reason with the Wildcats, we always, <laughs> our away games, we don't win by as much as we should. Yeah. Well, I reckon we'll win by about five. Uh, in terms of Bryce, maybe 
We'll hope for a thirty piece, and hopefully he gets over that. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be fantastic uh, once again. Hey, Toby, thank you so much for the time on Sports Day today, mates, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, talking basketball with us. Thank you so much. That's Toby Cristani, Sports Day WA's basketball expert, joining us on Sports Day this afternoon to uh, wrap the uh, Cats taking on the Kings last weekend. And what a fantastic game it was before the uh, Wildcats hit the road and take on Illawarra this weekend as well, looking to make it seven in a row. You are on Sports Day. Still time to get a text in on the temperate bedshed. Text line 0487 736 736. And Sports Day is brought to you thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. It's find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. We'll be back to wrap up the show just after this. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Thanks so much for the company across the afternoon on Sports Day. I've been Paul Heath and you've been fantastic. I'll join you once again on Wednesday for another edition of Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Now, just on the way out, here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with Department of Fire and Emergency Services. Visit dfes.wa.gov.au. And this community update is thanks to new Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. Lisa from Allenbrook has joined us on the Temperate Bedshed text line saying, Hi, Paul. The Kings were epic shooting three-pointers, about 15. Yeah, they... It was it was it was great to watch, but it was hard to watch in that same way. Um, that was the uh, first game of the season. I uh, wasn't pushing the buttons behind the scenes and got to uh, head along and uh, check it out, and it was a uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic win by the Wildcats. But yeah, those Kings just didn't look like they were going to miss uh, for an extended period there. That Jonah Bolden, what a game! What a stat sheet from him. And uh, also thanks to uh, Toby Cristani for jumping on and talking hoops today on Sports Day. And now to save time and water, Irrigia is here. Let's talk a little bit more hoops on the way out the door. Uh, the pace is down the Celtics today in a quarterfinal of the NBA in-season tournament, 122 to 112. So 10-point margin there as it was in the other quarterfinal where the New Orleans Pelicans down the Sacramento Kings 127 to 117. So they move on ahead. And tomorrow we'll see the Bucks take on the Knicks before the Lakers take on the Suns in the other quarterfinals of this NBA in-season tournament. And it's all to get that big Kashish prize at the end of the day. So uh, that's what everyone's playing hard for at the moment in the NBA. But uh, we'll see how it continues to turn out as we will. Sports Day WA tomorrow with myself. We'll continue our best 22 of 2023. We've got an absolute corker tomorrow, which will be our uh, you know our main midfielder. So look forward to uh, revealing that one for you. But Sports Day today, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com. 
au and also thank you to Jimmy Williams for uh, hanging around and pushing the buttons for a uh, battler like myself, a kid having a go. Look forward to uh, joining you again on Sports Day. Have a fantastic Tuesday night and I'll see you Wednesday afternoon. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day.